podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast and we are back with yet another match preview which are coming thick and fast at the moment. It feels like we are non-stop on this channel and um, but yeah we're back with another one. It is myself Chris hosting in Scott's absence today and um, joined by Daryl and Ian who both like I said both join us for this match preview versus Bournemouth. Um, Boys do you know what it is? I'm just going to dive straight in because do you know what it is? We've got lots to talk about, mainly injury news. But before we do that, a word from our very own sponsors. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Thanks for that, Scott. Uh, so, I'm starting with you, Daryl. Um, it's going to be a battered and bruised Newcastle United that make the way down to the south coast. Um, let's just start with the starting lineup. I know this is normally addressed later on, but I think this is going to be the main talking point right now. Um, the injury list from Newcastle United's point of view, it's ever-growing. It's never, ever ending by the looks of it, Daryl. And that's obviously to add suspensions on top. I just want to highlight, okay, for, for those that don't know, I want to highlight the suspensions and injuries that we currently have. So, who's counting this? I'll let you count this one, Daryl. So, we've got Sandro Tonali. We've got yep. Jacob Murphy. Yeah. Dan Byrne. Yeah. Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Elliot Anderson. Yeah. Sven Botman. Yeah. Bruno Gomez suspended. Yeah. Isaac. Callum yep. Wilson. Yeah. Potentially. Mankio. Yeah. And Matt target I've, I've run out of fingers we've hit double figures there haven't we <laughs> so Absolutely. what's what's Eddie Howe gonna do to be honest I, I wish I could say I think we can probably have a good guess of what he might try and do but it's gonna be a tough um decision for him to make I don't think he'll want to tweak his system so that rules out certain you know positional players and, and, and certain changes that he could make um he sort of gambled with the squad a little bit during midweek, um, and he didn't start the likes of your Gordons and your Armorons out in Dortmund. So I think he's probably looking to be starting them on, on Saturday tea time. Um, I think the back five, and I include Nick Pope as their back five, um, picks itself pretty much. So you'll be looking at like a Pope, maybe um, a Tino Livermento right back, Lascelles, Shea, and Trippier playing on the, the left hand side. We saw a lot of that in the second half against Dortmund. I think, unfortunately, at the moment, that's our option. Um, I mean, Lewis Hall could come in and play left-back, but in terms of experience, it's probably going to be Trippier. Um, midfield is the interesting one. I don't want to tread on too many toes, but I'll quickly go through what I think he'll do. And he'll probably go with Joe Linton, Longstaff and Joe Willock. And then up front, it would be, if he's fit and God pray that he is. Uh, Callum Wilson flanked by Almiron and Gordon. 
Yeah, um, I, I think I'm, I'm in agreement with most of those. Um, Ian, coming over to you there, um, it's, I, I think we, we can kind of put this one as a blessing in disguise that it is Bournemouth coming up. Um, and I'm not taking anything away from Bournemouth, but, but let's be honest, lads, they sat 18th in the Premier League with just two wins under the belt this season. Um, grand total of six points so far. Um, it's, like I said, it's a blessing in disguise, Ian, that, that this injury crisis has come at this time. Um, obviously, we've got the international break after this one gives us a little bit of time for the lads to to basically just get back to, to, to fitness um, and those injuries which are borderline at the moment coming back into the squad. Um, but yeah, would, would you make any changes from, from what Daryl said? Would you possibly rest any players? I know obviously we've got a bit of a luxury there now in, in, your, in your full-back positions. Um, I think I think what Daryl said is pretty much spot on. Um, the only concern is if Wilson isn't fit, um, you'd probably look at Gordon going through the middle again, which would then open up the left-hand side because I don't even think we've got many players. You'd possibly look at Hall playing on the left. So I don't even think we've got midfielders that could play um, unless you're calling in the likes of Lewis Miley. Um, I think it, without being disrespectful to Bournemouth, I think it is a decent time to play them considering how weak the squad is. Still a very strong start in 11, in my opinion. Um, the the concern is if it's not going well or um, if, if, say, if we fall behind, there's not a lot of quality or experience to come off the bench and, and, and change that game. Notoriously struggle to break down teams that, that sit deep. Um, and that that's with a full squad as well. So, Hopefully it's not going to be that case, but you would think the the eleven that Daryl's just named is is good enough to to take lead and, and hold on to it. Um, mm. and like you said, coming up to the the international break, it just gives that little extra sort of week to to get the the players that are sort of on that fringe of, of coming back a little bit more time to to uh, to come back and, and get back into the squad. Like you say, it's it's probably a benefit that it is again no disrespect Bournemouth fans someone like Bournemouth and it's not the likes of Man City or Liverpool or Arsenal. Yeah. I, I think, Daryl, I, I think we, we always look at these previews and and, and we normally say that the game's always won in midfield. Um, with, with Bruno being missing, it's a it's a huge blow. Um, luckily for us, it's only the one one game ban for Bruno. Uh, could have been could have been more, uh, but it is just the one 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 game ban for Bruno. Um, Longstaff has, has got a lot of minutes under his belt this season as well. Um, it would probably be a great time to, to rest the likes of, of Longstaff as well going into these games, but we just don't have that luxury anymore. So you, you mentioned obviously Joe Willock uh, coming into to centre midfield there, which opens up that possibility where we see Willock and the likes of Joe Linton just chopping and changing left, right and centre, and one of them even dropping on the left-hand side if needs be. And personally, that's something which I love seeing from, from the lads as well. We, we, we see it on the right-hand side, but even more so on the left-hand side. And it's great to have Willock back as an option for Eddie Howe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gave us so much success last season when Joe Linton and Joe Willett were able to swap around between midfield and left wing. Um, it caused teams all sorts of problems as well because they didn't know which one of them to track in, you know, when they made a forward run. Um, and yeah, absolutely right about Sean Longstaff as well. You know, the, the lad is running like a machine at the moment. And I, the, the one thing that worries me going into this game is going to be fatigue. And there's a lot of players who are going to be really close to that red line of fatigue where it becomes a problem where they'll either pick up a, an injury because of the fact that they're tired and they've been running on, you know, they've been exercising all those muscles in, in the last few weeks 
you know, every every two to three days with all the games that we've had to play. So a lot of the lads will be close to that red line for potentially picking up an injury simply by the amount of games played. And like Ian also mentioned, you know, that and like you have also mentioned, that the, the depth on the bench isn't necessarily packed full of experience, but I suppose the benefit of that is it's also packed full of young players who will be eager to make an impact or at least be able to run around the pitch and sort of be able to, um, what's the word? I suppose this, they're able to affect Eddie Howe's pressing style of play on a team like Bournemouth. And we're going to get graft out of them no matter what because of the, the ethos that Eddie's installed in the team. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, I want to focus up top as well here, Ian, because obviously it is a massive doubt. I just want to highlight this. This is being recorded prior to Eddie Howe's uh, press conference. Um, so we don't know 100% if Callum Wilson is going to be making it. Um, but I think Eddie Howe probably wouldn't give that away in, in, in his conference either way anyway. Um, let's say worst case scenario, Ian, that Wilson is injured. Obviously, he's like is confirmed as injured as well. What then? Do we go back with Gordon up top, which it has worked at times this season, but tried it again later on against Dormouth and it just didn't click, it just didn't work. What happens? Um, we'll be looking to call you up from your, your pro clubs. Uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I think, to be honest, I think Gordon against Dortmund, um, I, I still thought he, he was he's making runs, but you could tell he was tired. I think um, I think Eddie Howe touched on it after after the game that that game probably came one day too soon. Um, I think I mean it's a little bit of a benefit that we played on Tuesday as opposed to Wednesday, so we've had that extra day and it's a later kickoff. I know you're talking matter of hours, yeah, but every sort of every half hour is gonna is gonna help in terms of recovery. But I think Gordon will be enough to if if Wilson's not fit. Um, I think you'll do. Just for that one game before the international break, you'll have enough in him to, to to last ninety minutes or whatever. And although he's not a natural striker, um, obviously he did play there in the the Euros. Had a, a really good competi- um, competition. I think he won Player of the Tournament in the Euros. Mm. Just watching his movement against Manu, um, who their defense was, was still experienced, um, still some decent players. In, in their their defence, his movement to take players out of the game to then open up other areas of the pitch, I thought was really, really intelligent. I thought it might have been potential physical and mental fatigue as to why that didn't work against Dortmund. But let's be honest, Dortmund are superbly drilled. Um, so they, they would have probably been wise to that anyway. Hmm. Again, I've said this about four times now, no disrespect to Bournemouth, Bournemouth on, uh, sorry, Dortmund on Bournemouth. No, hold on, Bournemouth on Dortmund. So you would expect, <laughs> yeah, um, you would expect them to to be able to to do enough of a job to just even if it's to open up the spaces for the wide players to then run into, um, as opposed to sort of him coming in or, or like being a poacher like what, uh, like what Wilson has been. Uh, you do mm. lose that physical side of the game though, which um, obviously Wilson's built like a brick shit house. Gordon's nowhere near that stature, so you do lose that little bit of physicality um, yeah. from from that. But like I say, he's, he's good enough to do a job um, just for that one game. I'm going to stay stay with you, Ian, because you've been looking over the likes of of Bournemouth's uh, record at home this season, and it hasn't been great. No, it's um, I think they've played six of one one, which was last time out against Burnley. Um, they come from behind in that game. 
Um, they've had draws against Chelsea and West Ham. I think West Ham was the first game of the season. So yeah. the first game of the season, you can never really take much from anyway. Um, and then losses against Wolves, or they were down to 10 men in that game, um, Arsenal and Spurs. Um, just looking at, I was looking at sort of the goals that they were conceding as well. Um, there was one against Wolves where they've, they basically played into their own downfall. I think the keeper played it short. Wolves were still fairly high up from a, an attack. It was from a goal kick and they the pressed them quite high and, and forced a mistake. Um, Arsenal, I think, had a couple of penalties um, and I think scored from a corner. And I think even the Burnley one it got recycled from a corner. So there's, although the, the they're not great at home, um, they, they have stayed in games. So they, they came from behind against Burnley, as I say, they were leading against Wolves. So that is still a concern. Um, with our back five, though, I think Pope's kept four clean sheets in a row now, possibly mm. five. Um, so you again, you would expect to. Even though that we've got such a depleted squad, you would you would expect to go down there and still be able to to cause them problems, especially with how high we press and how intense we press as well. Uh, the only, like I say, in terms of set pieces, we're not great from them at the minute in in terms of attacking. But there's there's definitely areas that we can exploit. Um, and, and hopefully we try, try new things lead. as well. The last few games you've seen that they have been working on 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 new formate well not formations but new tactics when it comes to set pieces especially corners. Uh, we've seen a great one against Dortmund just a couple of nights ago where um, there's a back heel from Hall I think it is that, that mm. brings Trippier in and, and Trippier smashing it and Wilson is is that far away from it. Um, could have been a completely different story but we've already done the the match reaction to that one. Um, Daryl, both from the, the the back of a, a heavy defeat though. We can't deny that a very heavy defeat, and I know it is against Manchester City. Of course, it is a full-strength Manchester City, so it's going to be different for for our depleted squad to to go to Bournemouth. But the conceded goals and in true Newcastle United form, we can score them and across the field as well. So, despite all these injuries, we are still dangerous. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. Think about everybody, you know, as the, the list that you reeled up earlier on about who's missing, who could potentially miss, and on top of that, um, we are, excuse me, we are still one of the best scorers in the league this season. Um, you only have to look far back as, as far back as the uh, Sheffield United game, where we had eight different goal scorers um, in, in that 8 0 win. So we do and are capable of scoring from anywhere across the pitch. Um, I think we may well target working on our set pieces in what little training and tactical work that we'll do this week um, just to take advantage of Bournemouth's weaknesses. And it wouldn't surprise me, just a little early warm-up for the predictions that we'll come to later, that we might see a goal from maybe a centre-half um, coming in from a corner. Um, mm. And, you know, the lads are capable of getting themselves in really good positions when they go forward. You just have to look at Sean Longstaff as an example. When he bursts through from midfield and he finds himself in that, sort of inside right channel in the box and you know that we are quite potent when it comes to score to scoring goals and like you say Bournemouth have got that weakness and I think if we can get everything right we'll certainly be able to exploit it mm. you know that Eddie Howe's going to be fully prepped for this one Ian, just like yours is for every game Um, obviously he, he realised the concerns which everybody has with the not necessarily the the squad size because I th- I think the lads have have shown that 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 they are very good especially those ones that are called upon from coming from the bench and wherever it may be. Um, but having said that, 
it's it's frustrating for him because you would go into this game with a fully fit squad thing and we, we could do some damage. Um, we, we've done it to so many teams so far this season and we'll do it further on the season. Um, do, do you think that it'll be all guns blazing just anyhow knowing that this international break is coming up um, and, and obviously we will have some players back from that and they get a much needed rest on the back of that. Do you think we'll go for it or do you think it'll be a more contained approach? I think it'll be contained and cautious. Sorry, sorry, Jermaine, I need to, sorry. <laughs> sorry. He's had a name change. He's, he's now Daz more Darren and Ian. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's good. Uh, um, yeah, so I think given how Bournemouth I think given how Bournemouth will probably set up, it'll be a little bit more contained um in terms of you'll they'll sit back and It'll not be as, as gung-ho. We'll have to work to try and break them down. Um, there will be moments in the game where he utilises what we do so well in, in, in that high press. And, and especially if there's a counter-attack, we've still got the, the likes of Miggy and Gordon with the pace to, to drive up the field. Um, that being said, I, I don't think you'll change it too much. Um, he's, I mean, he's very meticulous in, in how he approaches each game. He doesn't approach each game it, with a one-size-fits-all approach. He'll, he'll do his research on Bournemouth. He'll know exactly how to exploit their weaknesses, what to watch out for in terms of their strength. Um, but given that it, there is that one sort of last game before the international break, um, why not just go go at them? Um, try and blow them away early. Uh, like I say, the, they conceded four against Arsenal. Um, they've conceded two against Spurs, two against Wolves. So, like you said, they, they do, con- and obviously in the, the away game, six against City, so there's mm. goals there to be got. Um, it's just obviously how and when we sort of go for the, the killer blows. Um, but Eddie Howe's a Premier League manager. I'm sitting on a Thursday evening on a podcast. Where else would you want to be? Where else would you want to be? <laughs> um, coming away to, to you, Daryl. Um, yeah, if we just look at the last five games head to head between Newcastle and Bournemouth, um. Uh, it goes in Newcastle's favour. Newcastle have won three, uh, drawn two. Um, obviously, the last draw coming uh, the last time we met Bournemouth uh, down at their place as well. Um, so let, let's just go with your, your, your match prediction, mate. So as you have highlighted earlier on what what we're going for. Yeah. So you know, just to highlight there, you know that, that we have got a fairly decent uh, record against Bournemouth in recent games. Um, the last time we met was a 1-1 draw, funnily enough, on a Saturday night at half five. Um, so it'll be interesting. And I think, I just think given everything that we've been through and the, the, the fatigue that could be facing the lads after all these games, I think it could be another 1-1 draw. Certainly a draw altogether, but I've, it could be, a, it's certainly going to have goals in it, but I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. No worries. Ian's no, back. I, no Listen idea. What audio. <laughs> For those watching the video, you can see it was we had a bit of a, a disco light and, and layout show going on while you were away. Um, but yeah, Ian's back. We're just going through the the uh, Daryl's match prediction. And luckily for you, you don't know what he said. So free reign for you, mate. Yeah. Um, I, you know what it is. That like my Wi-Fi has been absolutely spot on since I moved it to that table and out the bread bin that was in the nuclear bunker. That's the first <laughs> issue I've ever had with it. Apologies, viewers and listeners. Um, my so I reckon, I reckon if I had a went in with a full squad, it, it could have been anything. Um, given the limitations that we have and and how 
knackered they'll be. I still think we'll, we've got enough to win. Um, I still think there's goals to be got. With defensive backline, yes, we conceded two in midweek, um, but they've been very, very solid um, on the whole. So I'm going to go for a clean sheet and I'm going to go 2-0 win. Um, I think Gordon will possibly net. Um, and I'm going to go with, I think, Miggy will score. So that's, okay. yeah, 2-0. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more reserved. Um, and I, I think it'll be a, I don't think it'll be an enjoyable game. Um, I, I just mm. don't think it will. Um, and, and that's, that's not enjoyable as a result wise, but I think for a neutral, I, I don't think it'll be a great one to watch, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to go for a hard fought Newcastle United three points with a one nil away win. Um, I'm going with that. Um, I'm not even going to put a, a goal score on it because without a strike, I could be absolutely anybody that that nicks that. It really could be. Um, any final thoughts from you too? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, when I thought my name was Ian earlier, and I said it was going to be contained and cautious. <laughs> um, I think when I say contained and cautious, I think Eddie will probably try and plan the game out so that we'll we'll go full blast at them, but only in short bursts throughout the game. Mm. So the likes of yes, start first 10, 15 minutes, we'll be full going for, we'll be fully on the high press, trying to get on them and, and get a couple of early chances, maybe even get the early goal. And then I think once that happens, you'll probably want to sit back just to try and preserve the energy and the, the fitness levels of the lads that are on that pitch. And then you might see either towards the end of the first half or the start of the second half, it'll be the same sort of thing again. Quick period of high pressing, lots of pressure. And then again, another case of just trying to dominate the ball, try and maybe try and keep possession and just pass it around and make Bournemouth work and tie themselves out trying to chase us. Um, I think the loss of Bruno, and I, I said it last week that I thought I wasn't that worried about us missing Bruno for this game. However, we know how much he brings to our midfield and it's a bit of a concern that he won't be there. Um, I mean, don't get us wrong, I'm I'm quite happy with the, the fact that it could be Longstaff, Joe Linton, Joe Willock in the field. However, you miss that stability that Bruno brings in and he has that eye for a killer pass up, up, up into the forward positions as well and we're going to miss that. So it will be, I think, like you said, Chris, it is going to be a hard watch because we won't have that level of quality in terms of how we play forward. Um, but again, it should be okay and we should be able to get a result out of it. Hmm. Anything from me? Um, I'm just glad that there's only two. So, just quickly on the Callum Wilson thing, he's being called up to England, which suggests to me that he he should be okay. I, obviously, mm. that's me putting two and two together. I could possibly get that. Could be five. Could be a million. Um, but like, I'm glad that. Although I think it's deserved that Gordon should get a call up. I'm glad that. Would would performing players like Gordon, like Longstaff, haven't been just because if we have any more injuries, honestly, it'll be us three that'll be across the middle of the park against <laughs> Chelsea after the, the international break. And God knows that's a recipe for disaster. But um, yeah, I think I think Gordon's time will come in terms of a senior call up. I think he's he's been absolutely brilliant this season. Um, he's I just hope he, he kicks on and because of the job that he's having to do it's not going to fatigue him even more to the point where he starts dropping his performances. Mm. But um, I think he's said himself, sort of coming in last season, he, he probably wasn't ready to be an Eddie Howe player. 
coming from where he had been. Um, so yeah, I've got. Um, he's he turned my head because I, I was on the fence about him when he first came in, and he's he's been absolutely fantastic. So I'm hoping hoping he has another good game um, and hopefully gets a, another goal. And then next time, maybe he's get a call up when everyone else is back and we're going to afford that. Like you said, Ian, I think it's coming. It is. Of course, it's coming. He's working his way through through the, the ranks when it comes to the England setup anyway. So, obviously, the performance this season, Southgate would be an absolute fool to, to look beyond Gordon and what he brings to Newcastle United, how well he's done uh, for the club and in the Premier League as well. He'll be up there one of the players of the season so far, um, with obviously still plenty left to go as well. Um, thanks, boys, for joining me this evening. And thanks, everybody, who has been watching this one as well. If you do want to like the video, it means a lot to us. If you want to become a subscriber, it costs you absolutely nothing to do that. If you want to give an extra bit back, it is just $2.99 a month to become a member. You get early access to videos, you get extra videos, you get access to the Telegram group, the Discord gaming channel, and much more. If you're listening to the audio, whatever platform that's on, just give us a five-star review and drop a little comment in there as well. Helps us out massively. Thanks, boys. See you next time. ta Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.